0: Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Brazil Institute for Church Revitalization, Missional Engagement, and Leadership Development, an institute that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 88 of Revitalizing the Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about five ways to deal with rebellious people. Listening to a pastor friend recently, I could hear the pain in his voice as he found out one of his staff members was speaking about him behind his back to key leaders inside that local church. He had come to a place of either defending his reputation and leadership or ignoring the problem you know hoping it would just go away the pain that he felt has been touched by many including myself who have served in leadership and it dates really back all the way back to Moses' time in numbers chapter 14 if you look at verse 1 through 9 you see that moses and aaron are faced with the uprising over their decision to conquer the land that God had given them. This is the promised land. And while many raised the white flag to give in to the temptation of staying put, Joshua and Caleb, two of the original 12 spies, tore their garments. And we see that in Numbers chapter 14, verse 6. And they cried out to God. You know, how many times as a leader have you found yourself dealing with an uprising from an influential select few because they disagreed with where God has asked you to take them? or to take that local church. But this time, the difference would cost the whole community 40 years and most people's lives because they chose to disobey God and honor their selfish wishes. Within a few lines of scripture, you read in Numbers chapter 14, verse 5 through 9, God reveals five ways to deal with rebellious people that are still valid for today's church. And that's what I want to talk about today, on five ways to deal deal with rebellious people. Number one. Repent of past sins. Once the rebellion had taken hold, the camp leaders were shocked that people would turn on them and God so quickly. The pain has been felt countless times by ministers and maybe even by you who have led people in churches from one season into another. They were leading like Christ, only to fall prey to the vile efforts of humankind. The valuable lesson that Moses and others showed was to repent of their sins and to cry out to God to redeem them from their sinful nature of the community to which they belonged. And as a leader, you cannot control how others act or what they say, but you can acknowledge to God In a time of prayer and fasting, the sin in the camp, and repent of those sins as well as your own. Number two, repair unholy damage. As the rebellion was widespread, the leaders quickly reminded the community how God had shown up and blessed before. In fact, ten times in that story, God led these wonderful people, these rebellious people, these struggling people, but also some godly people, out of the promised land, and he protected them with shelter and fire, etc., and here they were turning on their leaders. Yet no amount of remembering could change the hardened hearts of those who took on fear over faith. The leaders did their best to rally the troops by reminding the wayward members of God's promises and past victories, but to no avail. The spiritual die had been cast and harmed the community's future. Through remembrance, a leader can provide a pivot point of healing as an off-ramp to this rebellion, but the rebellious ones must accept or deny it. Sadly, let's just be honest, folks, many churches are being closed or split because of the revolutionary nature of being unrepented by leaders and members alike. God wants to see a restoration of his church through acknowledgement of past wrongs, a repented heart, and a willingness to find a new way forward. Number three of the five ways to deal with rebellious people, remove idols holding you back. Every church I've served, every member I have met, has had to deal with idols, including me, as they obey what God has called them to do. Idols are strongholds that hold back God's will for the for the church or even that person because of personal preferences. The Israelite leaders realized rather quickly that the faith community had turned to a community of fear, which was driving their decision-making, and that they had to do something quick or the promised land would slip, slip away. The Lord shone in the tent as the people grumbled. And they considered stoning Moses and the other leaders. And as God entered that meeting, the community was at a spiritual fork where they would either obey or cling to the idols that they believed they needed. They chose the latter and would be struck by death, disease, and destruction. God does not want a program but a pattern of obedience that shows complete surrender. And I want to encourage you. Be a leader who surrenders your ministry and mission in the local church to God. In a revitalization effort, you're already fighting on so many levels. Why not just fully surrender to God, trust Him, and then begin to say, look at God, look at God, look at God, show up again and again and again. Number four of the five ways to deal with rebellious people is recover through obedience. If there is a chance to recover and return to God, then you must try to find a way and you must help your people Find that way. Recovering from sinful wants is obedience by turning from sin and returning to the Lord. But sadly, churches are turning their desires under the guise of God's will. Let me say that again: They're turning. Churches who are living in sin are are turning to their desires under the guise, saying, "Up, oh, God led us this way. Up, oh, God wants us to do this." When really, it's the leader or it's a few select members of the church that wants it. And it's out of God's will. The Israelites lost the promise because they wanted it their way and not God's. Serving the wishes of the Lord should be easy, but it's difficult for many because they allow the desire to take hold. Even Moses, their leader, would miss out on the promised land because of his own sinful nature. And I wonder how many pastors miss out on God's best for them or their ministry because they allowed sin in the camp and not God. Recovery will not be painless because there is accountability for past actions, but in the end, it will restore the relationship lost in the interval and prepare the future to honor God in acts and deeds. And so number five of the five ways to deal with rebellious people is receive the promised land. I bet you've been where Moses was confronted by a rebellious spirit inside your local church, targeted by character assassination by people inside or outside the church, maybe even some people who have left, and maligned by innuendos. Moses acted out of compassion for his people and obedience to God's call on his ministry. And while the people abandoned God, he leaned into a relationship with him. And while he did not enter the promised land, god rewarded him in the continuance of walking with him until his final days sometimes the promised land is not a place or time but a space with god you may be leading a rebellious people much like moses but you can either obey god or surrender to the sinful nature by lashing out and fighting with others inside the local church the choice my friends is ultimately yours The promise of God is still valid for you in your local church. And we read that in Numbers chapter 13, verse 2, which says, Send some men to explore the land which I am giving. God does not want you to give in to the rebellion, but to rely on him and help move forward into the future. I just believe, friends, you have five ways to deal with rebellious people. Repent of sins repair unholy damage, remove idols holding you back, recover through obedience, and then receive your promised land. Thanks for listening to Revitalize the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett. If you liked what you heard today, would you be willing to share it with your colleagues or your local leaders inside your church? Why don't you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode that comes out. As always, my friends, I believe in you. I'm praying for you. Have a great week.